Well, are you ready for the word of God? Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Bless the name of Jesus. Well, if you have your Bible, um, uh, let us start. I think I didn't give them. Let us start with um, Jeremiah chapter 1. I think I want to come from that angle. Verse number 4. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 4. And then we're going to go to uh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 1 to 7. Jeremiah chapter number 1. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I sanctified you, and I ordained you to be a prophet. Before, before, before. The Bible, when God speaks about his eternal purpose and plan as it relates to human life and human endeavor, one of the things that's, that's true and that's subtle in the word of God is that we were chosen by God before the foundation of the world was laid. Jeremiah, this is Yutman, so we're going to put the emphasis on the message, on the fact that God includes the youth and the young in his eternal plan and in his eternal purpose. God is speaking to Jeremiah and Jeremiah's response to God is, God, please don't talk to me because I am young. Jeremiah wants to exclude himself from God's eternal plan and from God's eternal purpose as it relates to kingdom affairs. And when God responds to him, after he tendered the excuse that he's a youth, he's young, he cannot participate, he cannot become a conduit of the grace and the blessing and the voice uh, of the word of God. God reminded him and said to him, well now let us sit down and let's talk. You need to know that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you came forth, I sanctified you and I ordained that you will be a prophet unto the nations. Isn't it just wonderful here today to know that the God that you and I serve is the God that have chosen us before the foundation of the world was laid. God didn't choose you three years ago, 50 years ago, 20 years ago. You and I were chosen by God before the foundation of the world was laid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, blessed be the God. And the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings, who had chosen us in Himself before the foundation of the world was laid. When Paul speaks to the church in Galatians, this is what he says to them. When it had pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, to reveal his son through me, I did not consult with flesh and blood. 
The wonderful thing about the story of redemption and our participation as kingdom citizens and as children of God is the fact that we were chosen before the foundation of the world was laid. There's absolutely nothing that no one can do about the immutable purpose of God as it relates to your life because you and I was chosen before the foundation of the earth was late somebody shout hallelujah he's the god of our youth he's a god that includes all generations and you'll see now as we go to the scripture how god has got this proclivity to reach out to the young how god has got this proclivity to reach out to those sometimes that are marginalized and disenfranchised and those that feel that they do not qualify to be a part of the purpose the plan and the design of god in second timothy chapter number one paul writes to timothy he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy. Here's another young man. Here's another young man. A young pastor that is in the ministry. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. That without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother's Eunice, and I'm now persuaded this is you, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Here's another young pastor that is confronted with the assignment of God. He's confronted with the call of God. Upon him is the responsibility to care for the people of God. Upon him rests the responsibility to evangelize. Upon him is the responsibility to pray for the sick and to represent Christ in his fullness. And here an older minister speaks to the younger minister and he says to him, I thank God whenever I think about you. My eyes are filled with tears as I pray for you night and day. He says, you know what? When I look at you, I am reminded about the great lineage and the history and the family that you come from. Your mother was a godly woman. Your grandmother was a godly woman. And they had this faith in them which I now see in you. Isn't it amazing that God is generationally in his incline and in his dealings with men. And whenever God comes into a family, he does not exclude the children. Whenever God comes to a family, he does not exclude the youth. 
The children become a part and parcel of the plan of God. The youth become part and parcel of the plan of God. The elders become part and parcel of the plan of God. And I am here to tell all our young people, those of you that's watching by television and those of you that are streaming, God has got a plan for your life. God has got a purpose and an assignment for your life. I'm here to tell you that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are a city that's on top of the hill and God wants to use your life for his glory. The God of my youth, the God that I serve since my early years, He's a God that has a plan. He's a God that has a purpose. He will not exclude me from his eternal plan. And the remarkable thing for those of us that are parents here is this wonderful statement that the older pastor makes to the young man. He says, the faith that you have carried, your mother Eunice have carried, that faith she inherited or she received it from her mother. You see, Bazalwan, the thing is this. The way that you walk with God and the way that you serve God will impact your children tomorrow. You cannot be responsible as it relates to the affairs of the kingdom of God because your children are watching you. Your children are emulating you. Your children are imitating you. And that's why you've got to be on fire for God. That's why you've got to give yourself to the delight and the discipline of prayer and the study of the word. That's why you've got to be committed to going to church and worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Why? Because your children is watching you. Your children looks at how you treat God. And the same way you treat God is the way that they, in turn, will treat God. The relationship that you have with the house of God is the relationship which they ultimately embrace. That's why it becomes critical how you as a mother and as a father walk before the presence of God. Because what you do today will affect your children tomorrow. Paul says to him, I see in you the same feet, the same tenacity, the same patience, the same endurance, the same strength, which was in your mother, which was in, in your grandmother. They, 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 they transferred the spirit of faith and commitment and dedication and evangelism. They, they've transferred this over to you. I am here to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, God has got a purpose and he's got a plan with your children's life. I don't care what the devil does. I don't care what people's opinion is with regards to your son and your daughter. You see, if God did 
not have a plan with your child's life, the devil would not have bought it with him. But the reason why your child is going through a crazy and nonsensical warfare is because God has got a plan and a purpose with your child's life. And I'm here to declare today that no weapon that's formed against your son and your daughter will be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them in judgment, it stands condemned. Your children are critical. They are an important part of the plan of God. And it becomes critical that we look at our confession as it relates to your children. When the mother and the father says, well, you useless, you will never become anything, you this, you that, you other. What you don't know is that death and life is in the power of your tongue. You cannot speak death over your child. You cannot curse that child. The Bible says bitter and sweet water does not come out of the same fountain. You've got to understand that your son, your daughter, he may be way worse. He might have fallen off the tracks. He might not be in the house of God. He might be out there partying all night long. I'm here to tell you the reason why the devil has zeroed in on him or her. is because God, your God, my God, is a generational God. God. And your son and your daughter has got to step into your footsteps and they've got to carry the baton at the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why the devil has launched an all-out attack against your children. But we are here today to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. We are here to plead the blood of Jesus over your children. We're not going to fight. We're not going to argue with them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to love them. And yes, they are different. Today's generation is very, very different from prior and previous generations. But that does not exclude God or hinder God from using your child. Mama, you got to pray for him. You, When that boy goes out there at night, your responsibility as a mother is to go into that room and to pace the floor and to plead the blood. Don't you know, Mama, there's power in your prayers. The Bible says the fervent and effectual prayer of the righteous availed much. You've got to plead the blood. You've got to call them home from the north, the south, the east, and the West. You say, why should I do that, Brother Bishop? You should do that because God has got a plan with your son's life. God has got a purpose with your son's life. And I declare by the fate of God that your children will serve God. Your children will be taught by the Lord. Your children will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. As somebody shout, hallelujah. Yeah. 
God is so emphatic when it comes to children, the youth, that He says, train up the child in the way that he should go, Proverbs 22 verse 6. And when the child is older, when he becomes a young man, a young woman, they will not depart from the training, the foundation, the basis, the substratum of what you have deposited into their lives. So you as a mom, I as a father, our responsibility is to train the child. Is to train them in the word of God. Is to train them in the disciplines of the kingdom of almighty God. Is to train them in the house of the Lord. Every person has the responsibility to give their children to God like Hannah. Remember she prayed. Remember she prayed. Lord, if you will give me a male child, I will give him back to you. Why? Because God uses young people. Samuel. Samuel. Have you called me, sir? No, I have not called you. Go back and sleep. Samuel. Samuel. He runs again. He's a young man. He's inexperienced. He does not even understand what is happening at this point in time in his life. But the fact that he's young and inexperienced does not exclude God from talking to him. It does not stop God from allowing him to hear his voice. Did you call me? No, I didn't call. But if the voice speaks to you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant, listen. He's a God of the youth. He's a God of young people. And when Samuel heard the voice, he said, speak, Lord. And God spoke to a young person. Young people, I'm here to tell you that God can talk to you amidst the noise and the craziness that's going on in this world. You've got a God that if you will become still in His presence, He will talk to you. He will reveal His plan. He will reveal His purpose. And the reason why you are going through a crazy and ridiculous warfare is because God has got a plan with your life. David, another young man. It's youth month. Your children, we are walking towards the grave. The older ones. People are dying on a daily basis. And those of us that are over 50 and going 60s and 17s, every day of our lives is a day closer to our grave. And that's the truth. And people don't want to really talk about the subject. Uh, I, I told the people I did, uh, I think, four funerals this week. And on Friday, I did two. And I told the people I have already bought my grave. Yes. The only thing that I now need to buy is the box. And I'm not going to buy an expensive box. They can take the money and give it to the church. We'll buy a simple box. 
and I'm looking forward to the day that in heaven they will call my name. Why? Because then I'm going to see Jesus face to face. The Bible says, blessed are the dead hands for they rest from their labor and their words follow them. So I'm looking forward to that day. I bought my grave. Next step, I'm going to buy the box. And then I will continue to work with God and serve my bishop and serve our church and serve the people of God and do what God has called me to do until the day they call my name. But here's the fact. If we go, who is going to take up the baton and continue with the work that we suppose that, that God has started through us? Our children has to continue. Our children has to pick up the baton and the baton and they've got to run with the vision and they've got to continue to build churches and buy buildings and evangelize and tell the loss about the love of God, the grace of God, the mercies and the compassion of Almighty God. And that's the reason why we have to love them and support them and pray for them and embrace them and help them understand the reason why they are in this earth and the reason why they are a part of this family, whatever family it is, Mukwena family, Shabalala family, doesn't matter. God has got a purpose and he's got an assignment for the family and if we go, they've got to continue. He's the God of the youth. God saved me when I was 16. God saved our bishop when he was 16. All of the people, if you go and look at our histories, you'll see that God normally reaches out to us when we are young. Why? He's a God that wor works and deals with the youth. You, you, you'll, you'll see it now. You'll, you'll see it now. Tell your neighbor, pray for your children. A good man, Proverbs 13 verse 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the, for the just. Now, what do you lay up? You lay up an inheritance, not just monetary and materially, you lay up a spiritual inheritance for your children. You tell them about Jesus. You, you instruct them in the ways of God. You teach them the word of God. You, you teach them to be loyal and committed to the church. You teach them to be loyal to the ordinances of God. You, what are you doing? You are laying a foundation upon which they have to build. Look at Joel chapter number 2, verse number 15, all the way to verse number 18. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly and gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. There it is. Gather the children. Gather the children. While the congregation come together and while the elders come together before the presence of God, it's equally important that your children be included in the gathering before the presence of God. God even goes further. He says, not only should you gather the children, you should also gather the babies. He says, get the baby 
days when you come before my presence in the solemn assembly and you come to worship and you come to pray and you come to seek my presence in sackcloth in ash he says I want all your babies to be there God why do you want the babies to be included I want the babies included because they are a part of my plan for their generation I want the babies included because I want to fill them with my spirit. You, you want to tell me that God can fill a baby with the Holy Ghost? Yes, he can. In fact, God does not even wait for them to get out of the womb. Some of them, he fills them with the Holy Ghost while they're in the womb like John. When Elizabeth and Mary both being pregnant, when they greeted one another, Jesus, who is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, he baptized John in the Holy Ghost while John was in his mother's womb. Why? He's a generational God. He's a God of young people. So even when the baby is in the womb, God has got a plan with your child's life. So bring them to church. Do not leave your children at home. Bring them, expose them to the presence of God. Let the presence of God dwell in them, live upon them. Let the word of God go through their ear gate. Let them observe and see how you worship God and how you praise God and how you dance before the presence of God because more is caught than taught. When the children see you worship God, remember what will happen. They will get home and then they also going to play church. And your son is going to be the pastor and he's going to emulate and say, I am Bishop Sono. And somebody else will say, I am Bishop Edwards. And somebody else will say, I am Bishop Matola. And somebody else will say, well, I am Mama Gege and so on and so forth. And then they, what are they doing? They are emulating. God is preparing them. God is working with them. God is getting them ready to do the work of the ministry and to build the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be his wonderful name. Look at Deuteronomy chapter number 6, verse 1 to 2. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments which the Lord your God commanded you to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess. That thou, might, that thou mayest fear the Lord thy God and keep all the commandments which I command thee you and your son and your son's son. There it is. When God talks about the fact that he gives us his commandments, he says these commandments are not just given to you, it's given to you. Three generations are being mentioned. You, your son, and your son's son. Three generations. And I want to appeal to you during this Youth month that you earnestly go back 
to the presence of God. When God gave you that son, he gave you a son of promise. When God gave you that daughter, he gave you a daughter of promise. I want you to pray over your children. I want you to plead the blood over them. I want you to love them. I want you instead of judging them, I show them the love of God, the grace of God, the mercies of God. Remind them why you gave them the name that you gave them. You gave them that name in order to help remind them that they are covenant children of the Most High God. You go back and tell your son you belong to God. You go back and tell your daughter you belong to God. And you make the declaration as for me and my house we will serve God. If I close my eyes and death my children will open their eyes and say we are going to serve the God of our mother, the God of our father. We're going to pick up the baton and we're going to do what God has called mama and papa to do. Last scripture. Joel chapter number 2 verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Here it is again. Your sons. Your who? Your sons. Your who? Your sons. And who? Your daughters shall do what? They shall prophesy. The ministry of prophecy has been set aside by God for young people. And I want to call upon the youth. Let us take our place. Let us say yes to God. Let us say yes to the call and the purpose of God. Some of you are running away. You've been called by God as evangelists, as pastors, as teachers. You take your place and do what God has called you to do in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. We're going to stand before the presence of the Lord. And I want us to just take a few minutes and pray over our children and pray over the youth of South Africa. Wherever you are watching this program, streaming, sitting in your car, listening to this broadcast, we want you to know as a young person that God has got a plan and a purpose and an assignment for your life. And you are not going to leave the earth until you have fulfilled the purpose of God for your life. Those of you that have been called by God, we call you back into the kingdom to come and take your place and to serve the purpose of God as God had predestined before you were born. Would you stand with me in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. Your children are important to God. Your children are valuable to God. And I want wherever you are, just raise your hand right now. Let's just pray over our kids. Wherever you are at home, listening to this program via live streaming, just pray over your children because He's the God of our youth. He loves young people. He's got a plan with their lives. He's got a purpose. He's got an assignment for them. And they need to take up that assignment. They need to say yes to the call of God. And they need to do what God has called them to do. In Jesus' name, pray over your children. Pray over them right now. Father, we pray over our children in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We release the grace of God, the mercies of God, the compassion of God, the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit over their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God, let your will be done in their lives. Let your kingdom come, O God. In the name of Jesus, bless them, change them, transform them, save them, deliver them in the power 
powerful name of Jesus Christ for the glory and the honor of God. Thank you, Lord, for helping. Thank you for reaching them. Thank you for filling them with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you that you call them as prophets, as pastors, as evangelists, as teachers. Thank you, O God, that you've got a plan with our children. We commit them to you right now in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. We pray your blessing upon their lives. We pray your grace to manifest itself in and through their lives in the powerful name of Jesus for the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your compassion. We bless you, Father. We praise you. Thank you that you visit our children. Thank you that you fill them with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We plead them under the blood of Jesus and we commit them to the power of your hand. Let them become all that God wants them to be in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, wonderful Holy Spirit. We bless your name. We honor your name. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of God. Father, bless our children. Let your purpose be fulfilled in their lives. And let them become all that you want them to be. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. This morning, if you're here and you're not born again, you are not saved. God loves you so much. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever believeth on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Wherever you are watching this program, listening, over the radio, live streaming, if you are not born again, if you are not saved, I would like to appeal to you. Open your heart and ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask Him to forgive your sins. Heal your soul. Ask him to make you whole. I would love to pray for you wherever you are. And God is a spirit and he's right there where you are. In your home, in your car, wherever you are, he's right there. And all you need to do is open your heart and you need to repeat this prayer after me. If there's anybody here that's not born again, not saved, if you would please raise me your hand, I would love to pray for you. And I would love to ask God to forgive your sins and heal your soul. Anybody here that's not born again? Anybody here that's not saved? Everybody born again? Everybody saved? Thank God. For those of you that are watching via streaming platforms, wherever you are, just repeat this prayer after me and the congregation is going to help you. Say, Father God, I come to you just as I am. I am sorry for my sins, the way that I live. Please forgive my sins. 
heal my soul, make me whole. Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you and I welcome you into my life as my Lord, as my Savior. Thank you, Father, for receiving me through Christ as your own child. Write my name in the book of life. I believe in my heart, in the Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth, you raised him from the dead. According to the Bible, by faith I receive the forgiveness of my sins, the healing of my soul, the miracle of salvation, your gift of eternal life. According to the Bible, I am now a child of God. My sins are forgiven and my soul is healed and I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.